Welcome to the Champagne Way, a podcast devoted to living every day like a celebration. Welcome to the Champagne Way, episode 87. I was about to say 78. That would have been way (laughs) wrong, guys. Episode 87. Clearly, I've got something good in my cup. I'm Trina. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Jess. Lindsay, why don't you tell everyone else what's in our cup? Okay, we are celebrating uh, Jess's birthday. So we've got some Chandon here. Ooh, so delish. Mm -hmm. Yes, so it's a brew. Chandon is located in California. Um, It's exceptional. Uh, that's what the bottle says. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, Sh- Chandon is is exceptional. I will agree. So they have been crafting the most exceptional sparkling wines since their foundation in Argentina in 1959. And uh, they, here's what makes them exceptional. Exceptional. Whatever. Yeah, uh, they harvest under the stars. Oh my Aww. god! In the cool night air, when fruit expression is brightest and aromatics are protected. I like how the ambient noise from the patio out here just yeah. kind of like peaked right as you were like under the stars at night, and then the crickets come out. I yeah. mean, we're almost under the stars right now. Yeah. We are almost crisp and elegant. Chandon Brut is our signature expression of California terrier. The Chardonnay-driven cuvee layers notes of green apple, pear, and citrus with a refreshing finish. You know, I'm just not going to believe it until I go see it. I think, I, was, we, I think we need to go. Yeah, I was literally about to be like, excuse me, I need to go watch them pick the or harvest under the stars while I'm drinking a glass of We this. need to help them. I, how is yeah. that? Is that an experience? Like, I'd pay for that. Like, yeah. They could probably make good money. Like pay, let, letting people pay them to do their hard work. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna Google that would be it. Cool. That's tax deductible. That would be. That I mean, would be. yeah, that's actually that's actually a really cool story. Um, I hope it's not just marketing copy, and I hope it's actually what they really do. I bet the employees who actually work there are like, "Yeah, guys, sure, it's wonderful. <laughs> we have to work at night and pick <laughs> berries in the dark." <laughs> yeah. Whereas we're all like, that sounds amazing and awesome. It's so cool. I mean, it is. <laughs> oh, I always think that's fun to like put yourself in the perspective of the employee versus like, yeah. The- <laughs> I mean, but is that true? Is the fruit brightest or whatever you said? Like, does it, is that like the, do the flowers open up or the grapes? Might be. Pop? There are some that like a certain types of flowers that do. Well, I know like flowers really do night sometimes bloom. night bloom to the, Grapes, like, um, I don't know, ripen best under the stars in the night in, I wonder if in they Argentina? Do. I don't know. Actually, it could have something to do with, like, the the drop in temperature at nighttime, maybe. Because if you think about versus, like, the daytime when they're obviously a lot warmer, a lot hotter. Yeah. Um, versus nighttime when it cools. I mean, they, they, like, think about how they have ice wines. Like, hmm. who would think that, like... Picking grapes right after the first frost when they're frozen and making uh, yeah. a wine out of it would change the flavor, but it does. Right. So maybe there is something to it. 
Oh. Yes. So they have experiences. Well, no way. They don't. They do. So uh, they have picnic and cabana experiences. So they have a Shandon Garden Summer Chill. Um, And so there you try. It's daytime. Oh. So essentially it's, uh, you know, just a picnic. Wow. I want to. They have a pioneering flight. Journey through the footsteps of our founders who uh, were courageous and collaborative to establish our roots in Napa Valley. A one-hour experience and culinary add-on options. The picture looks like it's still going to be at daylight. Adventure flight. Savor a story of breaking convention to create exceptional sparkling wines. Hmm. It's a one-hour experience. They have a rosé flight. They have a picnic. I want the, like... Weekend experience, guys. They have like, a summer cabana, escape to a paradise in our outdoor lounge, the ultimate relax- relaxation space to sip award-winning sparkling wines to our family-friendly experience. That's you- all I care. I'm a copywriter. This sounds like a whole lot of marketing. I don't see anything in jumbo It sure does. This one this is togetherness at heart, and it, it does have oysters. Oh, I do like oysters. <laughs> I think we need to write them and be like, okay, we've read your bottle. We want that experience. You want to pick it at night under the stars yeah. with the aromatic terrier. I don't think you understand. Did you just write this to sell your bottle? If you did, I get it, but... We're calling you out. On we're your calling ship. you out. We're going to come camp out at your vineyard and like try to get proof that you do this at night. Yeah. Just saying. We're bringing a camera. That's right. <laughs> And, and our own booze. cameras. We need <laughs> our phones. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we really went off on like a, a tangent there. But I also, mean, if anyone would like to donate to the GoFundMe that I'm going to set up later for this, yeah. you just, you know, feel free to. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. It, it is, uh, on Tasty Notes, it is really delicious, though. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It so. is a two-time award-winning bottle, this specific one. So that was on their website along with. All of their experiences. Um, what's the price point on this one? Actually, this was around 30 That's not bad. That's not bad. Nope, not for Shandon. Perfect for celebrating a birthday, yeah. uh, anniversary, wedding. If you want to get someone a really nice little gift but not break the bank, this would probably be like yeah. right up there on our so list. So it's going to get something fancy for um, for us to drink today since it was Jess's birthday. But I went right before we came. So I had to go to whatever was cold. So this yeah. was the nicest cold bottle. I mean, it's I'm enjoying it. Uh, we're we're in glass number two, yeah. um, and I am certainly enjoying it. As I'm sure you'll find out, I'm getting a little tipsy. Yep. Uh, as we get through the show, you'll hear it more and you'll more. You'll hear it more. And more. <laughs> Shandon also has a club, like a wine club, Ooh. where you can get it at a reduced cost if you buy like by the box. Nice. For all of our they just, luscious. Like, they, will they send it to you and they mail it to you? Yes. Um, I would like that. With a picture of everyone picking grapes yeah. under the stars. With the autograph picture. The autograph picture. <laughs> Maybe we should just send them a bunch of autograph pictures of us and say you can send these out in your packages. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that would be good. <laughs> I, I feel like that would be a really nice marketing thing for them to do. Just I saying. think so. Too. You're welcome. Um, yeah, you're welcome you're for that welcome. wonderful idea. <laughs> all right, Jess, what is in the booze news? All right, everyone. So this came out last week. But if you haven't heard, we have some booze news involving Vladimir Putin. All right. Is it toxic uh, liquor anymore? Or (laughs) Well, this one is um, kind of 
just one of the most ridiculous things I've heard. I mean, I guess not involving Vladimir Putin, but it's pretty ridiculous. Um, Earlier this month, um, Russian President Vladimir Putin signed an amendment to a federal law in Russia reserving the use of the Russian term for champagne, uh, which I'm not going to try to pronounce the no, no, Russian stuff. <laughs> um, no, no, please do. <laughs> I'm, no. I think it's I think it's Cyrillic. Um, I'll try to. I'll, this is the Russian English term. Champanskoye. <laughs> But I feel like you actually said that a little bit with a, a, a very bad Asian accent. <laughs> Champenskoy. Um, to sparkling wines produced in Russia. So that means, friends, that, and Russia really likes champagne, in case you didn't know. They like oh. their champagne. I mean, they like vodka, but they also like their champagne. Did okay. not know that. Um, so uh, that means any burnt champagne that's imported into Russia can no longer use the word champagne. Oh. Even whoa. if it was made in champagne. Whoa. Um, so Putin's move has caused to stir with French producers as it will require them to use the generic term sparkling wine on the back of their bottles sold in Russia. Whoa. Um, so what do you do if you're... Do you do you say, you know, I guess what, Russia, you're not getting my champagne or do you just modify the bottle? Well, so uh, there the champagne committee in France is going to have to figure this out. Um, so Soviet Skoy, champagne Skoy, is the Russian word established under Stalin rule in the 1920s. That describes a cheap and low-quality sparkling wine available available in Russia. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Russia's like a really great champagne. Right. Um, its production method is obviously different from the one used in France. They got Stalin methods to create sparkling wine. Mm. Um, one could argue that obliging French champagne producers to add the generic term sparkling wine um, to their bottles and pre- preventing them from using the you know actual term champagne would violate international intellectual property law and would be maybe considered discriminatory um, as only Russian producers would be able to use the Cyrillic term for champagne. Um, so obviously, here's what the Champagne Committee had to say. <laughs> this is a Champagne Committee? Like again. This is in capital letters, yes. Okay. The Champagne Committee. Oh, wow. our invitation must have got lost. In the right? Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, this is the trade association that represents the interests of French producers in the Champagne region said that banning the use of this internationally produced brand is scandalous. Um, The statement noted that the champagne brand is protected in over 120 countries. So there's some trivia for you. Okay. Um, The new legislation appears to have been introduced without expert consultation Mm -hmm. and has been widely mocked by champagne drinkers on social media. Yep. So, you know, there you go. Um. So people are not happy at all. Um, and it's also been uh, harsh, harshly criticized by the World Trade Organization. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, major French producers like Moet um, have expressed disappointment, uh, followed by a general call from the industry to suspend shipments to Russia. 
the label change. So there's your there's your answer. They're okay. going to have to change the label. Will cost champagne industry hundreds of thousands of euros right. to obtain new certification, as well as further laboratory tests, new barcodes, and labels for bottles. Yeah, not worth it at all. No. Um, to basically downgrade your po- product or it, what you're describing your product as. Yeah. And just so here's some other information for you. The Russian market for champagne rakes 15th globally, but it's still really important because Russians buy really expensive bottles. Yeah, uh, but. Um, well, I mean, did they just basically make this kind of a new exclusive commodity then? That, I mean, that could be good for the champagne France. The ones if it basically becomes contraband and only sold on the black market. I mean, that's true. I mean, they they might just do that. I mean, this is, I think, this is just, it doesn't, so here's some maybe insight. It doesn't seem to have been passed with a clear public health interest in mind, um, nor can French champagne makers opt out. It's just trying to satisfy the interest of Russian producers. Wait, a country made a rule without keeping public interest in mind it's that's that's crazy it's vladimir it's putin (laughs) it's putin um is all it was so um anyway uh there you are um that is some interesting champagne news that um that was an article with some information from uh, a website called the conversation that kind of broke it down for us um, but yeah, so there you are, Vladimir Putin just um, making the Champagne Committee in France scandalized and everyone around the world going WTF. I mean, not that that doesn't happen every day anyway, but <laughs> that's our booze news for today. Well, up next, I'm thinking uh, this is a good segue into other things that are going to make you go WTF. Uh, like, yeah movies or albums like iconic albums or movies that are like 20 plus years old that you know apparently according to many articles are old as dirt which apparently means we are old as dirt so if you're listening to this which you probably are around our age group yeah we're gonna enter this section where you should probably refill your glass right now Mm -hmm. because this might make you a little sad but also happy with nostalgic memories of your favorite movies yeah yeah (laughs) but also again sad drink drink up up. (laughs) yeah and this i think this started right because um reese witherspoon posted on instagram that uh legally blonde just turned 20 the other day everyone this is false Fake news. Fake news. Uh, I agree. I feel like that is fake news because I'm pretty sure that I was like going into college when that movie came out. So that can't be 20 years old. And I I follow her. She does. She looks exactly like she did in that movie. She hasn't aged in 20 years. I just can't believe that that's 20 years old. I think she's on the Paul Rudd, Nicolas Cage vampire. Yes. Conspiracy. That's a true thing, everyone. Uh, Nicolas Cage is starting to age a little bit, but Paul Rudd is definitely on that ish because he hasn't aged at all. I watched Clueless the other day, which is another old one. So apparently. But, like, <laughs> that dude still looks the same. Yeah. Still sounds the same. He hadn't yeah. aged. Nope. Straight up vampire. 
Him and and he was in Romeo and Juliet, which is also oh my god, in that. he was he was in that, which is also oh, right there. Oh, that's oh my god, I forgot he was. That's in a there. good movie. That is a good movie. Or sorry, Romeo plus Juliet with yeah. uh, an incredible soundtrack. Oh, oh, one of my favorites still to this so day. Yeah. God. So good. Also, how old is that? Because I'm pretty sure that came out when I was in high school. And now that's going to make me want to cry even more. <laughs> uh, well, we still have a couple of years. Um, I think that one's probably only about 15 years old. Romeo and Juliet? That right. one? That mm-hmm. version? Yeah, I think that was like 95 or 96. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, 96. Mm. So that one was, that one's 15 this year. Wait. 96? Yeah. No, that would be over 20 <clears throat> years then. <laughs> That'd be 25, wouldn't it? <laughs> Almost. Like, wait a minute. I'm like, wait, am I math wrong? I, I know like, we've been drinking, but uh, wait a minute. Dear everyone, I think the 1990s <laughs> just happened 10 or so years that, ago. That is so wrong. <laughs> but it feels so right. <laughs> but yeah, I want to say it feels so right. Like, yeah, that was only 15 years ago. But then I was like, oh, God, no, that's no. That I... <laughs> I'm going to really age myself really quickly here, but this year should be my 20 year high school reunion. Same. So like, that's unbelievable to me. And I know that came out when I was in high school. So I'm like, wait a minute. That doesn't, at first I was like 15 years since. No, that's (laughs) that's not. Yeah. It's like, I was like, yeah. A, I can't do math. And B, I think the 1990s just happened. Right. I mean, it did. Oh my gosh. It really I mean did. the styles are coming back, so Oh, that is that has been piquing my interest. Not because I want to dress like that Lies. again. But I'm just like, wow, these kids. I just yeah, I'm surprised. We should just hand out Delia's catalogs and see what they make of it. I wanted everything and I never got anything because we couldn't afford it. Yeah. Oh, right. But yeah, they probably would love that. <laughs> They'd probably be like, What's a catalog? Oh god. <laughs> like you order stuff from paper from a uh, it's like a book like not an audiobook <laughs> what a happy day it was and that was in the mail yeah um yeah oh my okay so what else is as old as dirt or us <laughs> <laughs> okay so also um uh shrek came out 20 years ago wow yeah and zoolander Everybody remember Zoolander? Yes. That was also Owen 20. Wilson. Also vampire. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, the, yep, definitely vampire. Oh, yeah. Owen Wilson. Yep, yep. Just watched him in that new, the Loki show. Yes. And like, wait, how old is he? Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't, don't tell me about the finale. I've not watched the very last I haven't season. watched it either, so I'm not going to tell you anything. I haven't watched any. You um, need to. It's so good. So I don't know at all. And then... um. There is also the first Harry Potter movie mm-hmm. that came out 20 years ago. Oh, no. Oh, no. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Was I a senior or like no. just graduated when that came out? Well, maybe we were. I mean, I know that we were talking about the books when I was in school, but I, we didn't because I was from a very conservative town. Oh. We did well. not talk about witchcraft. Yeah. Ugh. Man, think about that. In 20 years, how much that has become such a global phenomenon. Uh-huh. Like, oh, It has time. its own park, you know, a portion of a park, two yeah. parks. And, yeah. You know, that's crazy. Um, and here's something. Oh, here's fun. Um, the Fast and the Furious uh, came out in 2001. And guess what? It's still coming on. Uh, yeah. Oh the uh, 95th. 
like sequel just came out this year. They're in space. But that, that's another one we should add. Vin Diesel. Has he aged? Mm, I think a he's bit, a maybe. robot. Yeah. He's a robot? Yeah. I want, I want to join your, your Vin Diesel robot family then. <laughs> the family. Yeah, the family. <laughs> um, we also had Pearl Harbor. Mm, uh, which it was mm-hmm. a good one. Also a good soundtrack. Yeah, it was a good soundtrack. Faith Hill. Mm-hmm. That um, one scene with the billowy, not curtains, but they were like she had like a parachute dress on or something. <laughs> well, it was like, and they had like kinky panky time, and there was it was just so romantic. Where is Josh Hartnett today? I don't know. He was not a vampire. Uh, I guess not. He is currently missing. <laughs> we should we should Google him. He's, if anybody he's, knows, I'm going to Google right quick. He's 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 going to fall in that category of also like uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Like, where did they go? <laughs> Jonathan JTT's on TikTok. Oh, really? Okay, well he's on TikTok then. He's on TikTok. Um, so you, while you're looking for that, um, 30 years ago was the debut of Beauty and the Beast. Whoa, crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father of the Bride. <gasps> Wow. Uh-huh. Um, My Girl. Oh, I loved that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. I have an update on Josh Hartnett. Okay, where, where? I Googled, where is Josh Hartnett now? <laughs> and Google says, these days, Josh Hartnett lives a quiet life in Surrey, England, with his wife, Tasman Egerton, and their three children. And she's adorable. And does is he English? I don't. I didn't think he was. No, Maybe his I didn't wife think he was. English. Okay. And I mean, a- I can't blame him for like going over there. But <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, take I would like to you. go to live in the English countryside. <laughs> Me too. Um, so that's that's some crazy movies. Um, what about music, Trina? Um, oh my gosh. Well, well, actually, y'all y'all already mentioned like a good soundtrack album because it's the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack Ugh, album. Yeah. Uh, which means. Oh gosh, what are some of the songs even off of that album that are just like when obviously it, so? It was old when now. Doves Cry was yes. was a version. It was a version of When Doves Cry, uh huh, which um, is a great one. Well, then also uh, Alanis Morissette's big album uh, Jagged Little Pill came out in 1995. Oh my god! And I guess last year she was going to do like the big like twenty. What would that be? Twenty five years. 25-year anniversary for it or whatever and uh, go on tour and kind of hype that back up or whatever. And obviously, it didn't happen because of everything COVID. So she's going to be doing it this year, I guess. So it's like the 26-year anniversary of that album. I just remember uh, listening to someone talk about that on uh, Apple Music Show the other day. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is making me feel really old right now. Like, I remember when that album came out, learning all the music to it. Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's also this, around that same time is when Leanne Rimes came out with her first uh, big album with the breakout hit of Unchained Melody when she sang that. And then she had hit after hit after that, including, which I don't think we had said in there, uh, uh, the movie that she had a big uh, song for a movie, Coyote Ugly. No, hmm. it was with that was a few years after, but it was the one where her and Trisha Yearwood put out the same song, "How Do I Live," and it was the movie with uh, Con Air. There Con Air. So that's probably about twenty years old yeah. now too. Like, whew. but that her her album twenty five years. Y- you look at her and you're like, how on earth are you? That's twenty five years ago. Like, how old are you now? <laughs> She's about our age. So. Wow. Yeah. Just crazy. She is 
more productive than I have been. So many people, when you feel when, when, you, when you feel like uh, like you're doing great in life, and then you hear about like someone who who's like really around your age range, and they're like, "Oh, well, my biggest accomplishment was like twenty something years ago." You're like, "Oh, yeah." Um, I mean, maybe not biggest accomplishment. They've obviously had more yeah. since then, but ours is yet to come. Ours, ours is, is yet, yet to come. come. We're gonna be those late bloomers who are like really gonna hit like the gold rush and like you know. Right before retirement age. It's also, (laughs) this is not entertainment-wise, but bringing it down a little bit, it's also the 20-year anniversary of September 11th. (gasps) Yes. Oh, yes. That did happen my freshman year of college. It happened my freshman year of high school. Ah, you youngin. And it's (laughs) actually, I think I just read, they are not going forward with, like, the 20-year, like, festivities. Not festivities. Not the right word. But, like, the 20-year, like, Like commemorative stuff. And they actually just did all kinds of cuts and budget cuts at the, like, museum um, and stuff like that. I kind of get it after the last year. I mean, I think everyone's kind of paying attention to where the money goes. Yeah. What's being used on. And tourism's not quite back up, especially in, like, New York. Yeah. But, like... The monuments and the museums are very fascinating. Even if you go to D.C. and you get to go over by the Pentagon and see, like, the benches yeah. that they have out that look like these waterfall benches and stuff uh, to commemorate that crash. Like, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it in September, but that's all, like, pretty fascinating. I, I, I guess it kind of makes sense for them to cut budgets on that a little bit this year. Plus, I feel like we've already had so much stuff that's gone on this year alone since yeah. the beginning of it that... Uh, maybe just trying to figure out a positive memorial versus like a big thing might be smart. Yeah. 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 It was so, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Oh man. But all of this is just making me feel really old. Did you, yeah. did you realize it was your 20 year high school reunion this year? Yeah. Um, because a couple people have posted about it. Like we did like a big, to do at our 10 year it was the the year i graduated the bar exam it was actually the day i found out mm-hmm. if i if i passed the bar or not it was our 10 year reunion and i helped plan it like we did um we went to the friday night football game and then had like a big dinner the next night with like a big uh we had something for the kids on on that saturday anyway so this year, they everybody wanted to do, like, a cruise because that's what we did for our senior trip. But, of course, that didn't pan out. Um, but then nobody planned anything. But my senior year, like, people thought it would be funny to, like, nominate our council, our class, like, president, by, like, it's the people who were in the special education classes who were specially educated. Yeah. Um, and not, you know, just because they had a learning disability. And then they are mad that nothing is planned. So, for, for, yeah, well, that's their own kind of thought. Yeah. Isn't it? And uh, I'm like that, uh, especially our senior year, like, anyway. Think about what you do at your senior <sighs> year, youngins, because... It affects you 20 years down yeah. the road. But I think, honestly, like, a lot of it was COVID, and people would have stepped up and tried to plan something, but it was just... Yeah. Yeah, see, I actually feel you on that one, because uh, I was talking to my dad about it the other day, and, our, like, literally, there's not been one peep from one person from my class about a, a reunion. Not one. And I was like, maybe it's just because we're kind of still, like, 
navigating like what's going on but like there was a big thing for our 10 year but well discussion started a year or two before our 10 year reunion kind of trickled out with maybe some ideas but no one ever really got the ball rolling and actually you told me about your plan for your high school reunion and i remember writing on this facebook group and being like well i mean for people traveling in it'd be nice to do something i was like my friend's are doing for their reunion like friday night football games saturday night events sunday night or sunday daytime doing something with the kids and i'm not kidding you it was like a month later announcement came out about our 10-year high school reunion (laughs) it was friday night football game it was a big party dance thing on saturday and it was a sunday beach day for the kids i was like you're welcome. That was funny. You're welcome for that idea. Yeah. Um, they ran with it and they planned it all. So I'm, all props go to them for doing everything. Yeah. But I just thought that was hilarious. And then now, flash forward 10 more years, and I thought because it was so good, everyone would be on it for like 20 years. Not one peep. Wow. I have a class of 420 people. Not one person has said a thing about it. Well, my class was like 80 and my hometown is a dying town. Like, there was nothing there 20 years ago, but there's even less now. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's part of the issue. And then, like, because I was from a small town, a lot of people started their families early. Like, some of my best friends, their kids graduated high school this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then some people obviously have kids that are, like, 8, 9, 10. Some people just started having kids like me. Like so, me. <laughs> you know, it's it's... It, and that probably isn't every class, honestly. So it's just the older you get, I feel like the harder it is yeah. to, like, plan these things. Do you also think, so, like, I, my 10-year reunion was kind of similar. It was the Friday night football game, Saturday night, like, dinner, kind of nice dinner get-together. I don't know if they did anything on Sunday. I didn't do the Saturday night dinner thing, but I did show up to the Friday night football game to see some people I knew were going to be there. Um, and I think this was like literally the, the fall before I met Will. And so I think that was part of it. I was like, I just want to go see some people I know are going to be there. Like blah, blah, blah. Um, but do you, I think it's so different. It's so weird. Like I know my father-in-law, he's still in this, a smaller town and they have like crazy fancy go out of town, like crazy, um, reunions but Mm. i I don't know if like for our generations is it just because we still maybe talk to people on social media and so we don't feel the need to like gather together i think social media has something to do with it honestly because i have had uh some friends who say why do i need to pay for this event why do i need to go to this event because i already keep up with the people i want to keep up with and then you know everyone i think has friends that are people they knew in high school that aren't really friends but like they're just there in the background that you keep sure. up with on the yeah. social media. That's it. Um, and then I've also had friends who stayed in our hometown, which I, I mean, I wasn't from a small town by means, by any means, but they, some of them are like, gosh, I don't even want to see the people that I already see here. Like, why would I want to go to a reunion, let alone pay for it? Because, I mean, our reunion, I think, was like 60 bucks a person. So by the time you pay for this dinner and all this other stuff, it's kind of like, is it worth it, I guess, mm-hmm. for some people, especially if they live in that town? But... I've I've made the argument it's not necessarily for the people who stayed behind. It is for the people who moved away because I want to go back and see everybody. But that doesn't work if the people who live there also don't show up because then they miss out on the opportunity to see the friends that moved away. Mm-hmm. So uh, a vast majority of people that I graduate with still live there. 
Mm-hmm. So they see each other all the time. Yeah. And then the the smaller percentage that moved away, probably only 30% of those would come back anyway. Yeah. You know, either they're too far, you know, they they have several kids. Like, it's too hard. They don't want to go back there for whatever reason. Like, there's not really any nice hotels. So it's like they don't have to still have family. Like, mm-hmm. if when we go back to my hometown, like, we stay in my mom's single wide trailer and somebody has to sleep on the couch or the floor. Like, it's not very easy to go back with mm-hmm. me and Jay and my daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody has either passed away or has moved. And so it is kind of a um, a rugged experience. Uh, well, so now, would this pique your interest, though? If, you, if you, your school did a reunion like this, my... Uh, my dad's school, this is actually funny enough for him, is how he and my stepmom reconnected. Because he had, I don't know if it was his 20th, 25th or something like that reunion, uh, was the year that I graduated from high school. Okay. And so he came to my high school graduation in May. He was talking about how he was going to be going to his class reunion that year um, or that next month. And the very next month he goes. And what they did was they combined like... They'll combine like three to five years, I think, mm. in their reunion. Yeah. So it's not, it wouldn't be just like class of 2001. It'd be like class of 2000 to 2005. We're just, so it might be anywhere from your like, te- like I say, it would be your like your 2021st or 19th or 18th, whatever year. And you'd all kind of combine because again, at the older you get, the, the more the numbers start to dwindle down on who's going to come back, right. who's still alive, all that kind of stuff. But that's actually how he and his, uh, wife, my stepmom, um, ended up reconnecting because they actually, I think, believe, graduated a year apart. Mm. I think she graduated a year ahead of him. They're only like a month off in age, uh-huh. but um, uh, he was one grade lower. And so they knew of each other back then, but they reconnected at oh this. Oh, God, that's the most romantic story. Yeah, that is nice. But like, that might not have happened had they not done I like a that. multi-year yeah. so, reunion. I guess the issue would be if... Like, there was a good turnout, mm-hmm. there would be nowhere to have it. That's true. That's the issue where in my hometown, like, like if there, are, you know, like a, a percentage of every class, yeah, probably doable somewhere. But if there was a good turnout, no idea. Yeah. I feel like only like a fifth of my class actually showed yeah. up to ours. Maybe I'd say a quarter of them because... I know there definitely wasn't 400-something people in there, let alone with their spouses. Mm-hmm. You know, it, at Tops, I feel like maybe 200 people were at ours for, like, the big day. Yeah, um, that's a lot people, people kind of came and went for the other stuff. But I don't. I, I mean, I might be, be over-exaggerating that. It might have been only, like, 150. I know a lot more of the local people that didn't show up to the event, the dress-up event, did show up at... The multiple house parties and bar parties that happened afterwards. Because <laughs> it was like everyone calling everyone, where are you at? Which bar are you at? Which one are you at? <laughs> yeah, we um, did have a little thing at the canoe place mm-hmm. that like four people showed up to. It was one of those. Uh, yeah. I went to one and I like this is just me. I was in Nashville time and our bars here stay open a lot later than there. So I remember leaving like the party. It was like maybe 11 o'clock and went to the first bar and hung out with people. And then I was like, yeah, let's go to the next bar. And it was like close to 1 a.m. And everyone's like, dude, last call. Like they're they're closed. And I was like, wait, what? 
Like, <laughs> we should have like two more hours of this. Yeah, and, you're like, I just got started. <laughs> this just started. And then we went to another, and I kept running to people I knew there. So it's like, I kept trying to leave and we couldn't. Yeah. And then, so by the time, like, I went to the next bar. I was like, everyone was like gone. I was a little disappointed. And then we went to a house party and that was just weird. So that's when like, you nope. need a friend that <laughs> uh-huh. gets to know some bartenders and the bartenders propose to them and then invite them out to a killer house party. There you go. And they propose to them but first. Yes. Is this a <laughs> this personal happened your experience? Room? No, <laughs> this happened when we were in Orlando. Oh, that. that oh, I was telling someone about stories God. like that the other day. <laughs> At the I, Disney trip? So, yeah. Well, so in sorry, in did college. This ha- oh. This is in college. This is I, oh, okay. And I had bought a trip, like a short trip, to go to Disney World with for my then-boyfriend. Uh-huh. It is a surprise. Uh-huh. And we broke up. Uh, yeah. On it, the trip? No, no, no. no before. Oh, okay. So, then I invited my girlfriend, Erin, to go with me. And hmm. Trina was going to be down there because it was during Christmas. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we ended up going and then going to a bar i think we went to several bars but we ended up mostly at one. i ended up engaged yes and by then, the bartender yes and then we took us to a killer party like a serious engagement or a haha yay oh ha, 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 i yay. didn't even get his number so hopefully it was haha ha, yeah hopefully he's not waiting on me <laughs> i mean florida guys I they mean, will hold out for a long know. time i don't even <laughs> remember his name so um, okay yeah, I was telling someone about that story just the other day and being like, yeah, that's like the only time I remember driving, like literally left this party and driving on I-4 to get back. Because this downtown Orlando and Disney are like far opposite sides yeah. of like Orlando. So it's like a 30, 45 minute drive back across town. The sun is coming up and like killing yes. me. All of them are drunk and passed out in the car. Yeah. Um. And we passed out. We were staying at a Disney Resort. We passed out. I remember getting the, the phone call, like, wake up, wake up, because we had set that up, you know. The, and I was, was it like a happy Mickey Mouse probably. phone call? And I called. I was like, can we have a like, check out? And she's like, I can give you one more hour. I was like, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Like, we didn't get back till after the sun was it, up. The sun was up. Yeah. And I think I had to then, I was supposed to leave them and then, like, go back to visit more family and friends, like, in town because i was back home visiting for the holidays <laughs> i'm so hungover no we all slept and then we went to her sister's and slept mm-hmm. and then we went to eat with her sister and slept in the car while they ate i think one person didn't even like maybe it was aaron didn't even get out of the car or didn't eat the whole day mm-hmm. it's just like they kept being like is she alive is she okay <laughs> it was a everyone we were in college so meet, we were hungover meet trina's family yeah well my yeah. family has a great impression of a lot of my friends yeah <laughs> They actually still love them, so it's okay. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, oh, that's funny. I mean, but a college hungover, so like you couldn't. Right. Like, like, you know, like now I look at a bottle of vodka and I'm like, ugh. You know, then right. like, I could drink 19 bottles and be fine. So, right. Like, but you know, we drink a lot. Uh, yeah. Oh <laughs> you know, you're getting God. older when you look at a bottle of any kind of booze and you think, ugh. Whereas back in the day, it was like, booze, yeah, party. And you were, and you were like, free booze? I know. Yeah. Yo, I was laying in bed the other night, completely sober, had not had a drink in like a long time, like weeks and I watched a whiskey commercial and had to put my foot on the floor because my head started spinning. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Age. Age. <laughs> age. I was age. like, is this what happens now? 
I swear, I, I, I feel like if I went on a tour distillery, like a distillery tour, like right now, I'd probably get drunk just walking in and smelling all Y'all, there. we went and we in Savannah, Will and I went to Savannah for the 4th of July and we toured the Prohibition Museum. And like we were passing some of these exhibits and stuff. And I know that stuff was like, I mean, they, we passed this one thing and it was supposed to like signify throwing like gin into the gutter. And it was just like savannah like tap water or whatever <laughs> but i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> yep oh yeah well speaking of all of that i feel like that leads great into our next topic uh, which is the apocalypse part two right when are we seeing signs of the world ending guys besides the fact that we can't handle our booze maybe we'll survive it because we're not going to be drunk like all the 20 something year olds maybe maybe did we just get through a pandemic or was that a dream um, it's a fever dream, right? That's okay. I had a doctor's appointment today, and they were like, "What? When was the last time you were here?" And I was like, "I don't know. I lost a year somewhere, so I'm guessing if I say three years, it was probably four years ago." Uh, right. That <laughs> yeah. that year, we. I mean, we say a year ago or two years ago, and then I'm like, "Oh, I forget 2020." And oh. then Jess is like, "I mean, ten years ago when it was 1995. <laughs> <laughs> ten years ago. That is correct. Yesterday, <laughs> y'all. I got my license last week." <laughs> I feel like we would be equally great and horrible at like a 90s trivia contest yeah. because yeah. it'd be great because we'd know everything from it. But if they started throwing out like things like that, how long ago did this come out? We'd be like 10 years ago. Uh, like, yeah, no. 10 years ago. Like, yeah. that's not that old. I'm not that old. What? We're not that old. We're not that old. <laughs> like, what? Um, yeah. So, spoiler alert, if anyone has not seen The Tomorrow War, which I believe is on Amazon Prime. Uh, HBO Max. That's on one of those. On oh, one of those streaming it's channels. It's one of those streaming channels. Whatever. If you haven't seen it, uh, then then maybe you don't want to listen to this because I'm going to give away some do, spoilers. Do, 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 do. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you need a reason to watch it, Chris Pratt's in it. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. And I thought it was really funny and really good. I thought that it was a very good... I've, I never heard of it. hence didn't see anything. Jay put it on one day. And I was like, oh, this, this is pretty good. And I was like in... Invested. <laughs> and you sat there and watched the full two hours. I did. <laughs> it is long if you haven't seen it. Um, but anyways. But Chris Pratt is in it. And, yeah, so it's worth it. If I hadn't know. mentioned it's, that. It's worth it. Uh, and it was like, like good little com- comedic little moments in it. Yes. Uh, Marshall said it was the most original script he'd heard. Or not script. Original storyline for a good world ending movie in a while. That's true. That said something. But I have a theory on where that idea came from and i believe we might be currently living out that movie and we just don't know it yet spoiler okay spoiler alert if you haven't watched it quit now but then come back or just skip ahead of like 15 minutes or something and jess hasn't seen it but i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and go with this okay but just saying first of all this all stemmed from us seeing all of these billionaires going up into space, and we want to know what they're running away from. God, what's, what's and why they're the not taking us with them? What's with the space? It's race? We didn't go to space camp, Trina. I know we really should have. I yeah. mean, I mean, I don't have the money to um, to do one of the raffles to get a spot either. Because I know like, people. Are, I was like, I just wanted to be an astronaut. They're like, you can do a raffle. I'm like, <laughs> who's got the money for that? Yeah, Come how much do those raffles cost? I don't know, but I'm not gonna chance it. Yeah, just saying. Anyways, that got us thinking about all this. And then we watched this movie. Obviously has an alien tie to it. So, is our world going to end because of glacier worms? Uh, I mean, 
it would be hilarious if the human race died because of worms. <laughs> it would serve us right. It honestly. would serve us right. Uh, right now, yes. So have y'all heard of glacier worms? No. Uh, so I saw this in an I article. I kind of want one as a pet. <laughs> I saw this in an article the other day, and it was talking about global warming. And, you know, obviously that's. The, 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 that ties into this movie somehow but the global warming and this glacier melting and as it's melting they're discovering these glacier worms that are thawing out and that are alive and it's just like whoa that's pretty crazy so that has a tie into that movie if you haven't seen it yet because these aliens apparently are coming they think they're all coming down in the future in our world but apparently they've been here all along in the ice and we were like this, we, we were our own demise because of because of uh, global warming. Right. So now I think these ice worms are gonna like be they're gonna turn into aliens one day and they're gonna kill us all. I mean, just saying. I um, also I feel like that's that article has been around for a while. Like it was new this year, but the 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 worms have been found years ago. I think that's what that that how they thought of that movie. A movie. Okay. So the. I guess the science influenced Hollywood. Um, you need to watch the movie. Okay. okay. Just I for will. those people who are interested yeah. in the movie that Chris Pratt, again, is in. Uh, it's called Tomorrow War. Tomorrow War. And he is a scientist turned uh, like high school teacher because he can't get a bougie scientist job in his field. I mean, I feel like that's real life. And, yes. uh, before that, he was like military, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. And, uh, you know, he's got a kid, he's married, happy, but trying to, like, figure out his purpose in life. And all of a sudden, um, shit hits the fan, and during a huge soccer match, uh, this light shines, and these army people came out, come out and say, essentially, like, we're 40 or 30... Uh, 30 years in the future. 30 years in the future, we're in a war with aliens, and we're losing, and we need your help. So essentially, a draft unfolds, like right then, for the next couple of years, and mm. people are drafted to fight a war, and only like thirty percent of them come back. Um, and so they're losing clearly. They're still. losing clearly. So, um, <clears throat> as, yeah. So it's a very interesting concept. I think they do really well to. Um, kind of talk about like why they can only go to this point in the future and the spot in the future or because yeah. at first I was like there's a gap there but then they kind of explain the science of it um and should I spoil it more or no don't spoil it anymore okay. I guess I, I I gave away a part of it but it's not it wouldn't ruin the movie for you okay. yeah obviously and most of the stuff that she's actually explained has was in the previews yeah and I, I'm pretty sure I cried at one point yeah, there were some moments in it. I, I definitely think that there was a few moments where I was like, it's kind of predictable with good world-ending movies. They are. Yeah. But then there were also a few moments where they were, uh, like, one of the characters would surprise you because you think that the very stereotypical, like, saving moment is going to happen, and it doesn't. And, yeah. Or, like, something else happens, and you're like, okay, I like what you did there. <laughs> yeah, so. and there's a really interesting, uh, like, dynamic between Chris Patton Chris Pratt and his father, um, which I enjoyed probably because my issue is my own father. Um, and then there was some comedic relief. And then you just see all these people getting drafted. And we have really never lived through a draft like that. We're like people or 
moms and teachers and, um, you know, whoever just having to leave their oh, entire do family. Do they drag, like, everybody? Everybody. Everyone. So oh. it's very interesting in that. there's If you really, like, watch it and think about it, there's some very interesting kind of heavy uh topics that could come from it where it's just like like i said there's like almost like a global warming tie into it but then there's also the draft uh yep. what would you do with your like about your family like and it goes through uh, several years of like sending people over like essentially chris pratt's wife becomes a therapist for people who come back wow. and they're like all missing a limb they're all like just completely traumatized, traumatized. And, you know, you kind of see when people get dropped up, what they go through and the training and people are like, why don't you show us what we're fighting? They're like, we tried that. It it didn't go so well. Like, so they don't even know what they're fighting. Right. Like like the people back home before they're drafted don't know what they're fighting. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They've never seen what this looks like. And then even in training, they don't show them. And they're like, oh, we tried that. It did not work. Like we got people ran and. So it's 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 very interesting. And these people who are clearly not trained are cut out for this type of world or sent over there. Wow. Um, and you've got to think that's probably, I mean, even, you know, some people that we probably know, like, no matter how long they're trained, they're never going to be ready for that. Which kind is, of thing. that's literally yeah. like, I mean, I guess you really could apply that to like all kinds of things. I mean, sure. Jesus, that's like Vietnam, I guess. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, or any kind of war, really, I guess. You just, you can train all you want or not but like you can drop people in and they have no idea what the environment is or anything yeah like here here's your gun here like you know and people don't have the reflexes they don't have the mental capacity to handle like anything yeah multitask so it's just it's a very good movie i would totally suggest to watch it okay The character um, dynamics, I mean, everything, it's really good. It, it, it is really long again. Keep keep it in mind, like, if you have two hours to watch it, it's not, I don't think you'd want to stop it in the middle and, like, come back to it. Um, yeah. But I do, and, and it moves pretty quickly because, like, from the beginning to the end of the movie, I was like, wow, I feel like I kind of watched two separate movies in some ways. Yeah. But um, but there's a reason for that. Like, I think it would have been, We Marshall and I talked about that afterwards. It was like, I feel like it would have... Uh, it wouldn't have done justice to it if they had actually split it into two movies. Okay. So they tried to cram as much of it as they could to make it make sense into this two hours. I thought it was good. I, I definitely good. think it's worth, it's free if you have the streaming platform, whatever streaming platform it's on that I don't know. And um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, but that's, so, watch it. Tell us if you think that this is how the world's going to end. So either Glacier Alien Worms or... I guess in another thing, if it doesn't go like the movie, they could beat the glacier worms that bring out another bacteria virus. And that could also be how the world ends. Wait, another pandemic? Why, yes, Lindsay. In fact, another pandemic could come out of the... No. So global warming could be our demise either by alien or by virus. I did... Okay, going back... Wait. Global warming is real. <gasps> what? What? Dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. I don't believe you. I know. My mom said that. I just don't know about that. <laughs> Weather has always been weird, guys. It's just always been it's weird. Just, look, we've had a little ice age and a big ice age. We still get snow. I don't understand. Clearly, global warming. Uh. No. Yeah. yeah. I, all the things I've heard, all of them. It's like, no, that's not what it. No, that that no. tide. Look. Look. What. 
What, Trina, weren't you telling me earlier about some animals that got baked on the beach? I was. Uh, Lindsay was saying that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That If that's not a sign for you, your food should not, like, your food that comes from the ocean should not arrive on the shore cooked. I was going to say, we had, there was a clam bake, right? It was yeah. a clam bake up in Canada. Yep. Uh, right? The, all, the tide um, went out like it usually does, no matter what the ocean levels are because of global warming. The tide goes in, the tide goes out. That's just how things roll, everyone. Mm-hmm. And when the tide levels go up and down, the sea life also goes up and down with the tide. And in case you didn't realize that, millions of shellfish and all kinds of other sea creatures were left exposed. And that crazy, crazy heat bakes them up in Canada. Yep. And so weird. In Canada. Canada shouldn't be that hot. <sighs> it was that hot. Yeah. Just saying. Like, there are places in Washington and Oregon that are literally like 20, 30 degrees above what they're supposed to be right now. And people that do not have air conditioners because they normally don't. It's just not that hot right there. Are having to leave or they will die. No, did you guys hear? I saw this was on the news like maybe two or three weeks ago. Um, It was on like the national news. This guy literally just went and laid out at the pool. Uh And for like an hour with his friend and he and within that hour, this is in California in L.A. And within that hour, he had sunstroke and died. Whoa. Wow. Wow. That's that's a lot. That's not that. That's not a lot of time. That's a lot for like someone to die from that. He just he died. He just and his friend did not realize that he was suffering the effects of sunstroke and he died in an hour. Laying out of the pool. Well, I feel like here's another sign that the uh, the world might be ending and there's mm-hmm. another apocalypse. We're running out of ideas for things, guys. Uh-huh, okay. It seems um, our, 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 our pandemic pal, the Tiger King, Uh-oh. Joe Exotic, has launched Bachelor King, a contest to find a new husband. Oh, God. If this gets picked up by a network, guys, I am I'm, I am watching. You're watching? One like, hundred. I feel like that's a sign the world's ending. We can't, can't we come up with better ideas? Sorry, is he launching this from jail? I think so. Yes. I, I, how does that even that's happen? That's where your best ideas come from. But how does that happen? Like, how does he How does he launch a contest to find... Also, what guy is signing up for this? I would like to know that. Girl, I know several gay men who would sign up. Girl, there's so many people that like people who are in jail. I'm look signing at, Look at Ted this. Bundy. That's true. That's I'm true. signing Jay up for this. <laughs> Jay, come meet your new husband. <laughs> and but the thing is, people will watch, and I really hate it. But Lindsay's right; I'll probably watch. Oh, it. Yeah, I'm definitely watch gonna watch. And it. I hate myself for it. I, 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 come on, we're contributing to this weirdo getting God, a lot of money. Probably. I hate it. No, I don't want him to get any money, but I just want to watch him see what train wreck rails he goes off of. Well, give it a little bit of time, and apparently this might be a treat of the week for all of the champagne no, ladies. No, yeah. I don't want it to be. <laughs> or a drink about it. <laughs> or a drink about it. One of those things. But speaking of that, let's get into treat of the week. Treat yourself. Alright, what are you guys treating yourselves to this week? Who wants to get started first? I will go. Alrighty. Yes. Um, so I'm treating myself to the new patio feature I have, which is a hammock. Nice. Ooh, nice. Uh, yes. My husband, uh, for our anniversary, got me a hammock because the second anniversary present 
is apparently supposed to be created out of cotton. I didn't know this. Kudos to him for figuring that out and sticking with it. Let's see how long he lasts. What's number nine? (laughs) What can I expect? Well, so we actually, we actually did good. We both did paper for the first year. Yeah. He's way better at this than I am um, because the first year was paper and he got me a vintage typewriter because you do Mm -hmm. paper with a typewriter. Um, And then this year was cotton. Yes. And I got him a spa gift card because I know he wanted a massage. Excuse me. Um, And like I got a spa that does specifically like men's treatments because, you know, cotton, you wear like a luxurious cotton robe. Oh, nice. And he, uh, after seeing our neighbors, really nice um, cotton hammock on their porch patio. Um, got me a similar one. Very nice. And I have enjoyed it already multiple times. Okay, so this was your second, right? Yes. Yes, that is the traditional gift. It's the traditional gift. The modern gift was China. Yeah, that was I don't know if that means the country or, like, the... I guess you could take it either way, I guess. So he didn't get you the country? He didn't get me the country. It'd be great if he just got you Chinese food. (laughs) I mean, he could have just, I guess, just got me Chinese food, but he went with the traditional cotton, so I'm enjoying my nice cotton hammock. And then the flower, Lily of the Valley. Where I'm not a flower fan. Hey, get out of my purse, kitty. (laughs) Trina, what about you? What are you about to, you're about to celebrate 10, right? Uh, We celebrated 10 last year, but it was pandemic, so this year we're 11. Okay. Um, what's 11? So your traditional gift is going to be silk or linen. All right. Okay, so that means like a negligee. Uh-huh. I was thinking a nice robe. Wait, wait, what did I just say? You're 11? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just go, that was 12. Oh. Steel. <laughs> Steel. 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 Like a car. Okay. Okay. Uh, your you modern. Your car. Yeah. yeah. Your modern gift is going to be fashion or jewelry. Oh, I got jewelry last year. Okay. And your flower is a tulip. Ooh, I love tulips. There you go. That works. Go tell Marshall this. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So ninth is mine. So the traditional gift is pottery or willow. Ooh. Okay. (laughs) The modern gift is leather. Oh. What what, what would 10 have been? 10 10 is the tin or aluminum. Modern is diamond jewelry. And flowers is a daffodil. I did get good jewelry last year, though. There you go. My flower for ninth is birds of paradise. Like, what the fuck is that? I don't know. I know. Um. Anyway, I don't know how long we're gonna stick with the traditional gifts, but we did it for the first two years anyway. I did something sentimental our first year, and I think after that it was just like, yes, yeah, anniversary. Let's go to eat. Yeah, Yeah, I like truly. I don't know how long we'll last with this, Mm -hmm. but um. And and I will say, and I guess to go along with my treat of the week, Will did really well because the first year he didn't do this. My our my our anniversary and my birthday are literally the same, two days apart. Yeah, like my anniversary is the twenty sixth, my birthday is the twenty seventh of June. Mm-hmm. Or we're so um, uh, the first year he did not separate them, and I kind of got mad at him. Oh. Yes, rookie move, dude. Rookie move. Well, he was like, he was like, the typewriter was like expensive. And I was kind of like, um, so, so he <laughs> was very conscientious about separating things this year. I, I feel like that's like a, a, a comparable to a December birthday babies who are like, do not combine my birthday with Christmas. 
don't combine anniversary with birthday. Well, and I'm just, I was always kind of, <laughs> and I mean, I've always been kind of like, whatever, I don't need a whole lot of romantic stuff. But I was also like, acknowledge, let's, let, let's acknowledge our anniversary. It's important. And the only reason we got married on that day, it was not a day picked out for any special reason, except that that was a date that was available for us to get married at the courthouse. Yeah. And so, so you can make it special. Yeah. And so I was like, let's make it special. So he was good this year. Got the hammock as a present. And then my birthday, he took me out to a nice seafood restaurant. We had a really nice dinner together. So Ooh, that is nice. Yeah. Nice uh, nice. Love it. So that's treat of the week for me. What about you, Lindsay? Okay. So mine is a guilty pleasure that um, I just remembered while you were reading the Joe Exotic thing. It's a dating show on Netflix called Too Hot to Handle. What is this? this? Oh, my God. Okay, so this is the second season. I did not watch the first season, and it showed up on my, you may also like, um, on Netflix. Of course it did. Yes, yes, I will (laughs) like this. Okay, so they put five really hot females and five really hot males, and I think they're in Turks and Caicos, and they are all single but they are they all also do not want a relationship. Uh-huh. They essentially just like sexy time and they they have no passion about like getting married at this point uh-huh. in their life, right? They're just like living the dream. Yeah. So, um they put them all on here and they're all in their like little sexy outfits and they're from all over the world. There's like you know, people from America, people from Europe, whatever. So they put them on there and everybody is just like kind of eyeing each other up and just trying to figure it out. And they do that for about 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And then they say, okay, this is actually a game. And there's $100,000 on the line. Oh, no. And each time you break one of the rules, we'll deduct from the $100,000. The oh, rules wow. are no kissing. No heavy petting and no sex. <gasps> Whoa! Right. So, oh, I would become a nun. Yeah. So, like, right? there are like people like taking this seriously. It was like, no, like we want this money, and then there are people who like can't keep. What know. did they put some sex addicts in there? Yes, they all are pretty much like. No, I gotta watch this oh, show. My yeah, God. I wonder what kind of release waivers had to be signed for this show. Oh yeah. my gosh! You know what though? This is the the best like anti-dating dating show that I think like I actually want to watch. Yeah. Me too. But then they put them through like these class because they're like, no, like you need to learn how to form a deeper connection. Like it's not about like sex. So. Oh, hell, hell yeah. I yeah. mean, I guess that's just me. That's being like, no, I would want to just have a conversation with someone and be like, let's wait and get this money and go on a trip and get to know one another. Yeah. That's my thought. Yeah. So, there was this uh, this one couple who like keep breaking the rules. They have lost like like eighteen thousand dollars for the house. So oh, oh my god! Yeah. And so and, and I'd be like eliminate them. Yeah. So uh, they were like, okay, like, you guys have broken the rules more times. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna put you in your private suite together with like rose petals and champagne and a bubble bath. And if you can make it through the night. Without breaking rules, we'll put ten thousand dollars more in your 
Oh my bank account. Did they make it? Did they make it? I don't. I'm not telling you. <gasps> oh my god. What is this show called? Too hot to too hand. hot to handle. It's on Netflix. Oh, uh, Lindsay, you always have the best recommendation. <laughs> I feel like there's plants in there. There's got to be like some fake people who are yeah. like just there to be like gigolos or something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and the host of the show is like an Alexa. Essentially, it's like this little robot Alexa no. thing. Yeah. And so she's like, <laughs> they learned from the bachelorette that yeah. they were just like, nope, let's not give anyone the job. She'll let's like, make it computerized. Trina, you broke the rule last night. And then she'll be like, you and Marshall you got this. You can also can't like masturbate either. So they'd be like, Trina in the shower yesterday at four. So they're being spied on it all yeah. times. So well, they have what? zero privacy. Yeah. Well, this this one guy was dumb and had lookouts. Anyway, they were, and like we will deduct two thousand dollars. Oh my god! Like so, it's, what? It's, yeah. So they oh, wait. So he had lookouts, but so they knew that he was masturbating? Yes, because he was dumb, and he was in the shower, and he's like, hey, look out. And the guys were like, no, you can't go in there. Wait, so if he hadn't had lookouts, he could have just I done think, his I thing? I think he would have probably been fine. Yeah, because they can't, they literally can't just like, like... it showed a video of him in the shower, but it was like, the shower's like hazy or whatever, so unless like he told people. Oh, <laughs> Wow. Oh my God, I'm gonna watch the yeah, shit out of this show. Okay, I'm very, very. Oh curious. my God, too hot to handle on Netflix, friends. Yep, need to watch that. Oh my Lord! All right, Trina. All right, I've got. Uh, well, I'm excited about two different things for this week. One, I've been watching this show called Shadow and Bone, which is on Netflix. And it is awesome, and I'm excited. I haven't finished it, so no spoilers if you've seen it. But I'm like four episodes in, and it's just amazing, and I'm so excited. I read the book. I have not watched the Wait, show. Wait, what yet. is it? I have not read the book. Uh, the show is Shadow and uh, what is it? Is it Shadow and Bone or Shadow? Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. How? Yeah, I haven't read. Ever, I think I might have read the book. I don't know. I haven't read any books, but I've definitely watched the show. The show was very fascinating. Um, the, it's it's complicated at times because of the the accents. I keep having to stop and rewind and be like, what they say, what they say. But it's very addictive once you can like get into it. So I definitely recommend that. And two treat of the week, I just got uh, "Live Your Life" on audiobook. It's the Amanda Clutes story. She was like. Uh, during the pandemic, she lost her husband. Hmm. And, oh, the Broadway actor. Yes, uh, the Broadway actor, uh, Nick Cordero. Yeah. And so she uh, she and her sister wrote a book about that entire process. And it's only been a year. They just passed yeah. the one-year anniversary of him passing. But it's about, like, what they were kind of going through in this transition. And and she's got a son that's, like, six months older than mine. So it's like, yeah. I feel like it's, it's going to be interesting to see what that perspective was of going through the pandemic. And so close to it you know yeah where uh, someone who obviously had a more unfortunate situation than I did but what like I'm just I feel like I'm gonna be a crying ball up mess for like the next two weeks while I'm like going through Aww. it and reading it but like I really I'm excited about it what's yeah. it called again uh live your life live your life which is also it's the song that uh uh he had just released a song called live your life oh. right when he went into the hospital around that time and so uh, that's how she ended up kind of becoming so famous from it is like uh, that she was posting that uh, like everyone sing this song every day at the same time uh, to kind of like maybe he can feel the spirit of it in the hospital and so it kind of started this whole live your life movement which Aww. has kind of lasted so much longer yeah. so I'm super excited to read that and so excited I've heard like the audiobook is really like 
heartbreaking because it's she's reading it. Ugh. And of uh-huh. course, she had moments where she was kind of like breaking down throughout it. Uh, so I'm like, yeah. 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 It'll be just very interesting to see like that whole process. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Anyways, it is time for Drink About It. Drink. Ooh. Drink, drunk. Drink. Good or bad, what are you drinking about this week? Arborfying. Yeah. Lindsay, you're up. Okay, so I am drinking about family vacays. Woohoo! Yeah, so we fly out Friday, the date this will release, and we're going to Venice Beach, Florida. Where my sister just recently moved. Nice. Uh, we're flying into Sarasota and uh, we're going to stay a week with her. And my niece is going, my daughter, my husband, my mom. And then my nephew's already down there. I took him to the airport today. It's going to be a house full of people in her little rental home. Um, but we're going to have a good time. And I'm pumped and excited. And I've already started laying out all of Roy's photography outfits. Oh, boy. Because my sister's like, there's all these gorgeous trees with these knots and these roots. And there's like an old train station there and stuff like that. And we're going to be very close to Siesta Key, which the beach is supposedly like all quartz. It's like walking on clouds. And Ooh, that's I need, so cool. I need all this stuff. I love it. So I'm excited. I'm, I can't wait to see what you bring back for us. Yep. <laughs> kidding, vial kidding. of sand vial of sand that's yes it. um that's awesome yeah what about you guys just uh, i was gonna say i just booked family vacation oh, so, well family like me and marshall and where are you going child. um we're going to florida as well but we're going to miramar beach i think it's nice. called miramar uh, yeah. it's near destin i've actually not been to that area before so i'm kind of excited to go it took forever to figure out where we were going and where <laughs> we're staying but we got some great recommendations and we're gonna be staying at this like awesome condo complex called the majestic sun and it like includes like beach service. They're gonna set up chairs and umbrellas for us on the beach, and I'm so excited about that. So nice. I I'm like I want. I was like, I want to go on vacation. I want to go to the beach, but I don't want to do jack once I get there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, everything is gonna be ordered in. I'm not cooking a thing. Yeah. So I'm so excited about that, and nice. I cannot wait. Um. So yeah, I I booked vacation. That's my first one. All Yay. right. All right. Uh, you got more? I got one more, though. Okay. Go ahead. I think y'all have heard me complain about this on this on, on the show. Maybe a little bit. I don't know if I've explained much. But the last five weeks, I've had, like, eye swelling. Oh, yeah. Very unexplained eye swelling. Don't know what it's caused by. Just some new hidden allergy. Mm. And anyways, went to the, the doctor. And basically, they told me, we're not going to give you an allergy test. But I went to the allergy doctor. And I was like, oh, my God. So I was very, very frustrated about that. And that that just was like, it ruined my day because the doctor also told me, I don't think that you have allergies. And I was like, well, then what's wrong with my face? And he, she's like, I don't know. Sometimes eyes just swell. I was like, I'm really disappointed in the whole medical community right now. Just really mad. <laughs> so I had a uh. breakdown about that today. But hopefully we're going to get some tests. They did some blood tests. So hopefully I'll find out what my mystery allergy is. Hopefully it is not champagne nor cats. Yeah. Oh, just God. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. What about you, Jess? Uh, I am drinking gay because finally got on the river in one of my first kayak trip of the summer. Woohoo! Yeah. This past weekend. It was really exciting. And surprisingly, the river was not that crowded. Um, so it was great fun. Um, and I'm drinking uh, boo because sometimes the state of Tennessee just really fucking sucks. 
Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. Um, And if you don't know what's going on, just take a peek at the news. Take a peek at Twitter. Um, Just the state of Tennessee is just, I guess, uh, not really caring about the health of its citizens right now. And, um, yeah, that's just really what I have to say about that. Yeah. I think they believe if they don't tell us about it, then we won't know. And therefore, we're just, just let it slide on by. Yeah, that's people how apocalypses start. That is how, that's they how start. apocalypses start, and that's what I got to say about that, and that is why I'm drinking. You uh-huh. should watch tomorrow, or it'll make you feel better. I bet it will, or it'll just prepare you for when the apocalypse happens yeah. and the aliens come down. And that's why I mean, Lord, we've talked about that before. We or watch too hot to handle, and then you'll just forget about everything. Oh, I'm gonna watch. That's maybe right. I'm just gonna watch that one because that one just seems like it'd make me laugh. I'm gonna. Yeah. Watch him do you try to masturbate with him look out. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, you really do have the best recommendations. You really do. <laughs> you you. Just keep just just keep them on. Yep. <laughs> I try to watch Love Island. I can't get into it. Oh my gosh. That's okay. You just I'm just gonna curate my stuff by your recommendations. Yeah, I mean award winning. It's probably gonna Emmy. I feel like that's a great place to land for the show. Get online, watch Tomorrow War, watch whatever Lindsay recommends. What was it again? Too Hot to Handle. That's right. Woo-woo. Okay, I have to uh, read something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. All right, be sure to check out our website at thechampagneway.com to submit your champagne shout-outs and drink about it. Don't forget to join our Champagners group on Facebook and follow us online at The Champagne Way. Thanks to our podcast network and the producers at Second Sound, Marshall and Trina, but mostly Trina. Please be sure to like and subscribe to The Champagne Way on whichever streaming platform you use. This has been a Second Sound production. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers.